Hi, welcome to the show. Oh, hi there. Hello. Hey, du- hey, Duncan. Hey, Lucas. How are you enjoying uh, COVID three? The Revenge of COVID. That didn't work, did it? <laughs> Lockdown three. COVID's Revenge. I think you'll find it. Yeah. Cool. How are you enjoying it? I'm loving it. I'm. I, if you if you were to re- relate lockdowns to a film series, mm. it's not The Godfather. It's more Jaws, isn't it? Because Jaws started good and got steadily worse. Mm. So, yeah. you know, Jaws, uh, you know a, yeah. the first lockdown was actually, you know, everyone was learning how to bake and they were doing gym with Joe and they were, you know, doing stuff and doing um, stuff around the house. The yeah. second one, it was a little bit less. And this one is just like, I can't be arsed. I'm just going to eat chocolate and drink. <laughs> and yeah. that's it, you see? Yeah, that's yeah. So, yeah. And where's Jaws? Per- brilliant film Jaws 2 not quite as good Jaws 3 pants yeah fair point so there mm. we go. yeah fair point okay moving on how are you Toby uh I'm hanging in there <laughs> are you he's, t- <laughs> he's turned into a horse <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no I'm, I'm okay I'm alright good um still healthy so good okay good yeah. <laughs> Jeez, all right. Okay. It's not a therapy session. It's just yeah, you know, it's yeah, still healthy. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, coming up on the show this week, we have got it's a pack show. Why? Uh, we've, got, we've got a top 10. We've got reviews of Pieces of a Woman, Servant, Serpent, and uh, for some reason, The Office. Um, <laughs> yeah. Colin will be talking to Andrew Collins about what people are watching over lockdown. And Bob will be popping up at some point because Wickham are in the draw for the FA Cup. Which rounds? Four. And possibly and five. five. Yeah, well done. Mm. So that's all coming up uh, in the next uh, 60 minutes or so. Toby Stubbs, singer extraordinaire, will now start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday evening. Crikey. Strap in. <laughs> Sorry. Crikey, Sorry, my right? earphone just fell out. <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, strap in. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Let's that start sounds the show. Rude. Sorry, that's Strap in, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Sorry. <laughs> All right. All right. Cut Strangely that sexual. Cut, 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 cut oh, that no, that's out. staying. That's staying. That's clipped. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> take three, Toby. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday Movies. You're here with Duncan, Luke, and Toby. Strap in. Because the show's about to begin. Actually, you know what, Duncan? I'm going to cut it. You do it. <laughs> Why are you going to cut it? Because it's Toby. We cut him from everything. Oh, I see. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. We're going. I'm used to it. Go on, Duncan. No, on with the show. It. Okay. Oh, oh, that was boring. Yeah, it's rubbish. Movies on Wickham Sound 106.6 FM. Uh, this is Duncan Strip. I'm here with Luke Davis and Toby Stubbs for another edition of Monday Movies. Uh, you can follow us on social media. We're on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for uh, Wickham Sound. You can email mondaymovies at wickhamsound.org.uk if you've got a review or just, you know, just want to tell us how fabulous we are. <laughs> or you can WhatsApp us on 01494 zero. Uh, on the show this evening, we'll have a top 10 Colin Besley has been talking to Andrew Collins uh, about what we've been watching during lockdown and we'll be reviewing The Serpent the new BBC One Sunday night series and uh, Pieces of a Woman uh, the new Netflix Oscar bait film good evening everybody sorry are we just being taken over by mid-morning slash the Wicked Wanderer show today yeah and also Bob's coming in later to talk about football because Bob and Colin not happy with doing mid-mornings and a football show and everything else they want to get in everybody's show (laughs) so he's coming on to talk about Wickham Sound because why why, he's coming on to talk about Wickham Sound yeah why Wickham Wanderers Uh, because today is the fourth and fifth uh, FA Cup uh, draw in the football I know that do you yeah Mm, okay and we're in it yes because Wickham won 3-1 at the weekend against okay. Preston North now, End. If only they could get a result like that in the league, I know. we would be happy, wouldn't but, we? But they've had, they've got new players in. This, that was their first game with new players. So hopefully, you know, all uh, the only way is up. Well, they're uh, at the bottom, as, so the only as, way is up. Yeah, as Yaz and the plastic population. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and Toby's here somewhere. I am. I'm Hello, here. Toby. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Hello, yeah. Toby. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. Thanks How for you, asking. Luke? I'm good, thank you, Toby. How are you? Good, yeah, not bad. Yeah, good. Not bad. Uh, we had all, both had a good week. I don't know where it's gone, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, do- haven't done much, but... That's good, you can't. Well, at least you get to go out of the house, Toby. You true, work, true, you, true. You know, yeah. I, we Working both work from home. Yeah, yeah, to be fair, it, it's weird because 
that the other lockdown we had in November felt no different either. Yeah. Because obviously I'm still just walk, you know walking to work and coming back, so it's not as different for me as it would be for others. But, no, um, but it's nice. You get to go out of the house. We're not allowed unless. Uh, I was you know. saying that no, I spent yeah. most of most of that outside the house last week because I was backwards and forwards from the radio station doing essential essential travel and work. And don't think I haven't reported you to the authorities. <laughs> um, <laughs> your two hundred your two hundred pound fine is in, in the post. post. Oh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, much. mate. Yes. Uh, good. Yeah. So coming up, we have got reviews of uh, the new Netflix film Pieces of a Woman. Uh, the new Netflix series, The History of Swearing, with Nicolas Cage. Uh, Toby's been watching something from about 25 years ago, so he'll <laughs> talk to us for a little bit about uh, the US office. And also, there was something else. Oh, The Serpent, the new uh, series on BBC One on Sunday nights, uh, which is all available on the BBC iPlayer, which Luke has actually watched something, so this is fabulous, isn't Did it? you watch it on the iPlayer, or did you watch it as it was going out? Uh, we started watching it as it was going out, oh, okay. and then we decided we'd download them all. So we, we are ahead of where it is on a Sunday. Fair night. enough. We've got, I think, we've got two to go. Okay, well, I'm I'm up to where it is on a Saturday night, so or even a Sunday. Uh, that's what I meant. Yeah. Okay, so you're only on episode three. Yes. Okay, good good one. Episode three was a very good one, wasn't it? I'm not saying until we get to review, am I? Of course you do that, don't you? Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> Um, but Colin Besley has been doing some work for us as well. Um, research by channel Sony Movies Classics, which launched on the 5th of January, has revealed that 44% of us watch a film for escapism and 23% for a little bit of nostalgia. What do you watch a film for, Luke? Oh, you don't. That's right. So, <laughs> no, what do you watch a film for? Yeah, nostalgia to, you know, entertainment, you know. Okay. Any idea which genre is the favourite film to watch for 35% of Brits? Rom-com, I would imagine. Well, comedy, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. comedies. Uh, that is followed by action and drama. Controversially, uh, the 80s has been voted as the golden era of film. Oh, Followed by really? the 60s. Yes, followed by the Ooh. 60s. Um, uh, with 32% enjoying seeing their favourite classic actors and 31% enjoying reminiscing about their younger years. Ah, it's all about... Because it's, 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 all this was done over lockdown, I suppose, so everyone's thinking about the past and how yeah, one's life yeah. was in the past, you see, that's mm. the trouble. Yeah. Uh, 31% enjoy reminiscing about their younger years. Indeed, 12% also prefer black and white cinematography. That's what they say. They don't, they're just pretentious. I don't. Uh, but, <laughs> no, I know you don't. They must all love uh, Roma. Yeah, I mean, I, which we didn't. Warren, group, Warren Sparshot, formerly of this parish, even Warren, Warren uh, he would never watch a black and white film because he was worried someone would see the TV through the window and think <laughs> he couldn't afford a, couldn't afford a colour TV license. Amazing. So he would never watch a black and white film. Anyway, Colin has been speaking to writer and film critic Andrew Collins, who, among his credits, is TV comedy not going oh, out. The first series with Lee Mack. It was his uh, original idea, and they got me in because I've worked on EastEnders. They thought it might be interesting to get a uh, you know a performer like Lee, who's obviously very good at writing jokes, and um, put him with uh, somebody who wrote for EastEnders, which isn't known for its jokes. So <laughs> I think between us, I think between us, we made uh, a good team. So it was good. Yeah, I, I, it was a very difficult uh, uh, process because uh, Lee is a hard taskmaster in terms of um, jokes. So when you've written a joke, you might think, well, that's a good joke. It has a setup and it has a punchline. So we'll leave that and move on to the next one. And Lee would say, no, I'm sure there's another way we could get in another line before that line and then another one after the punchline. And suddenly you've got four lines. So twice as much work, but worth it. I think, because I understand the programme is still on television. <laughs> no, no, and they've got loads more series to come as well. It's one of my favourite shows, actually. Which, 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 I, sort of, I, remember, I remember seeing your name come up at the end. I thought, oh, fantastic, Andrew Collins. My- I, was very, I was very pleased to see my name come up at the end. <laughs> that must be quite a thrill, <laughs> mustn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. You, you rewind that straight away. And watch it again. <laughs> Although their screen credits go over very quickly at the bottom. A lot do, don't they? You often think, how are you supposed yeah. to read that? Yeah, so uh, it's not quite the uh, pleasure it might once have been. So what first kind of hooked you on films? Well, um, I, you know, I think we're all kind of hooked on films. I think from the moment we're, we're sort of, uh, you know, out of the pram. I, um, I was taken to see The Jungle Book, the original 1967 film, the Walt Disney version. And I was kind of, I remember being frightened because my granddad took me and it's very dark in there. And when you're a kid, you don't really know what's going on. But I do remember watching 
the Jungle Book and kind of loving it. And then when I got home, to prove how much I loved it, in the next two days, I'd drawn from memory the characters and the story and made a little book of the Jungle Book. So uh, a little poppet that I was. So I knew that that was the best thing I'd ever seen and I wanted to see some more of it. And the next films I would have seen as I grew up would have been the Disney movies, which um, even though that movie uh, was coming out around the time of its first release, a lot of the other movies like Pinocchio and the older ones used to come around for a second or a third time. So I was seeing these films, not for the first time, but for the second and the third time. And it was the same with the Bond movies. So they were my, my building block films. As I'm sure were true for a lot of people of my generation, the Bond movie would come around once every year and a half and a new Disney film or an old one would come around roughly in a year and a half too. So there was always something to see at the local ABC in Northampton. <laughs> There's that sort of sense of discovery, isn't there, especially as a youngster. And then I suppose in later life you recall that, that kind of the smell of the popcorn or, or the, you know, the, the sense of joy or a particular scene in the film as well. Yeah, and also, you know, I look back on my kind of teenage diaries where I had started to have pocket money, and I would obviously save up my pocket money to go and see a film at the, at the local cinema. And, you know, with a friend uh, who would also be into films, a friend called Paul, he and I used to go and see lots of films at the cinema. So we, But there was a cheap cinema in Northampton, and in fact it's still going, which I'm delighted about. I know it'll probably be shut right now. Of course it will be, but it will hopefully open again. And it was the kind of, so we had a big cinema in town, and then we had a much smaller cinema on the outskirts of town, which was even closer to where I lived, so even easier to go and see films. And I do remember my friend Paul and I going to see pretty much whatever was on, and it wouldn't always be the biggest film that was out that year. Uh, it could be a film that came out a year before, but we didn't care. We liked going to the cinema. We liked the whole idea of the cinema, and I think they'd fallen in love with it, really. And really interesting how you come across different types of films, isn't it? I know, especially, you know, as you say, sort of your teenage years, I remember discovering sort of martial arts or action films. I think, all oh, these are great. And then you suddenly get into comedy and then you like more thrillers. Yeah, it's true. And, and we had a very um, open door policy, my friend Paul and I. And uh, before that, my brother and I used to be taken to see the Bond movies. So, you know, we knew what we liked and we knew what we were going to get. But at the same time, we liked being surprised. And also we, were, we didn't knew it, know it at the time, but we were kind of looking down the barrel of the video age, which was a very good time to be, you know, a young teenager because you could go down to the local video shop and rent something, bring it home, watch it, take it back. I mean, you know, we had to physically take it back and, you know, it was a bit of a faff, but nevertheless, it meant you could watch a film and stop it and start it and watch it twice and watch it four times before you took it back. I mean, it was, it was a bit like, you know, buried treasure opening a chest and all this stuff came out, except it was plastic, videos so it was a great time to be young is there anything in this study that particularly sort of stood out for you in terms of you know all people thought this or you're not you were quite surprised that that many people you know felt this something about a film it's no surprise really that people think of comedies you know because they kind of you know they have more than a job to do don't they They have to make you laugh but at the same time they will tend to make you feel better even if you didn't realize you needed it so i think it's quite clear why comedies you know, they proliferate, I suppose. Well, we ended up with so many police academy films, you know, people liked a laugh and still do like a laugh. And there's nothing wrong with that. So I think that, um, you know, when you ask people what kind of film they like, the first thing they think of is probably a comedy because everybody wants to smile and laugh, don't they? So it's not necessarily the films are better. Just, uh, frankly, a bad comedy is worse than no comedy at all. You know, if you watch a film that's supposed to be funny and you don't laugh, that's disastrous, isn't it? Whereas you could go and see an action movie that's okay and you wouldn't be in, insulted by that. So I think um, I, I personally have a very, very broad door policy. I like all sorts of films. I like films from literally every era that have been. I will sit down and watch a 1927 um German expressionist silent movie and love it but I don't want to watch that all day and I don't really necessarily want to watch one every week but I do love to watch old films because I know now as an adult where they fit in uh, culturally and and you know in terms of news and what's going on in the world so if I look at The Graduate which is one of the films that uh, Sony Movies Classic has got on that's not just a film about a bloke who gets seduced uh, by an older woman, although that is clearly one of the main plot lines of it. It's much more than that. It's about a, a young man who has, uh, he's played by Dustin Hoffman, and that was another interesting thing about it. You know, Dustin Hoffman was not a classic 
romantic looking leading man and yet he's absolutely superb in this because he's about he's a, he's a young man who doesn't know what to do with himself you know he's got a perfectly nice house they've got a pool in the back garden uh, his parents are obviously well off they move in uh, middle class circles and he is just miserable he doesn't know what the hell he's doing he, he, and, and this is an interesting thing to make a film about it's not that instantly exciting to be to be heard somebody pitching it but when you watch it you just get completely sucked in to this guy's world and it's based on a novel and most of the good dramas are based on novels. It must be fascinating as to what makes a good film, because you'd think, you know, automatically, I suppose, if it's a big budget film, you think it might, it might should be, it should be excellent, but that's not necessarily the case. I remember when I was younger going to see a film called Things Change. This was during my experimental time where I just thought I'll go and see the n- latest film that's on. It was in London, which I think was the main thing that sort of attracted me. I thought if it's in London, it must be a good film. And I can't tell you anything about it. I can't tell you anyone who was in it. I can't tell you anything that happened. I just remember it's called Things Change. And I, I just remember thinking, this isn't very good. No, but that's a you know that's a profound experience because no no filmmaker wants you to only remember the title and wish you hadn't gone to see a film, <laughs> even if they've taken your money in the process. They want you to immediately feel good about it and go back to the cinema and spend some more money. So, you know, nobody wants a flock. Nobody wants a film that nobody can remember. Uh, and this is why you know, unfortunately, at, at its worst, certainly uh, Hollywood anyway, American cinema tends to sort of stick to big star names big faces that you know you know and that will drag people into the into the theaters although now because there are no uh, operating theaters essentially um that's off the menu so we're looking at more films on television which is odd because that's great you know I, there are loads more channels you know sony and, and others that just play old movies talking pictures there are so many channels now and they're mostly free to air so you know it's not like you have to pay extra money for them they're not like streaming services they're on your television you know the bbc started to fast track first time directors british directors and their first films straight onto television and that's what happened you know during the last lockdown brilliant so you know you make a film it's small hasn't got any stars in it but instead of it just sort of you know sort of being left and forgotten about it was actually on bbc one and bbc two so i think they did a good job i think there, there, there are ways to to just redraw the map i think of how things are seen i bet things changed they were made onto the telly i've not seen it since I've <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna have to look it up I yeah think. no please do and then give me your thoughts on it so, i was wrong this is an excellent film i've made a terrible mistake i should watch it again because <laughs> obviously in the coming weeks and, and possibly months i guess we'll have a lot more time to, to watch films what can you what can you recommend in terms of our our viewing well, do you know what? I, I, I find that what I would love to say is that, you know, the, the films that are on our television screen right now, and there are lots of them, and they're, they're just on. I mean, my, my job is to go through them with the other people who work in the, in the film team at Radio Times, to go through things and sift things out, put, pick one per day and say, this really is the best film of the day. And then I have to write about it and, and make a good case for it. And then there'll be other films that are on that day. And they're full. These pages are absolutely bulging with stuff, old and new and so much stuff. You you can't expect people to pick up Radio Times and know exactly what to what to get straight away because there's so much and who's got time to just you know scour that entire section so part of our job as it is anywhere is to curate is to have seen the stuff as a team you know i haven't seen every film but between us as a team we'll have seen the majority of the films that are on in a week and we will then be able to say well that's worth pointing out that's worth pointing out that has been on before so we'll put that down the bottom of the page and so all that stuff goes on based on what is an embarrassment of riches you know there's no week that goes by where there's nothing worth watching on films just never happens if anything there are more films now than before so it's very hard for me in a way other than to look in the radio times and see what's on today and uh then say well that's the one to watch in fact i think it's possible that today might be the day when the bob hope and lucille ball comedy the facts of life from 1960 is on sony movies classic and if it is that's worth watching and that's what i have said in this week's radio times fantastic a top tip there's something quite nice as well isn't there about seeing a film that's on at the cinema or, or perhaps just missing it and then thinking oh that'll be on on tv or on, on one of the satellite channels in not too long i'll look out for it then yeah it's true the weight is not as it once was you know when i went to see the poseidon adventure which uh, you know remains one of my favorite films of all time i was completely freaked out by it as a kid i was very young when i saw it my brother birthday uh, we went with my dad to see this film and it was a scary film because it was about a film uh, a film about a ship 
turning over and lots of people being in peril. So I was kind of freaked out by it, but really almost existentially. But nevertheless, I wanted to see it again. Well, I couldn't see it again for six years, six years before it went on the television. So six entire years of my life passed before I could see the film that I loved so much again. And, uh, you know, that, that's something that is very hard to explain to younger people. And I do recommend the film, The Facts of Life, if you can bear uh, uh, 1960 comedy starring Bob Hope and Lucille Ball. It's much better than it sounds. Uh, thank you to Andrew Collins. Uh, the interview there was by Colin Besley, so thank you to Colin as well. Uh, it's almost 20 past seven, and, you know, this is a film show, so why not... Oh, yes, of course, let's, let's do sport, shall we? Why not... <laughs> And the mid-morning uh, takeover of Monday Movies continues. We've had Colin Besley. We now have Mr. Bob Johnson. Good evening, Bob. Uh, uh, a very good evening to you. Although, in a grandstand way, I should be saying good afternoon in my, my best Frank Boff uh, yes, impression with, with an, uh, a nice uh, cardigan on. I'm hoping you've got four women sat behind you working teletext machines. <laughs> they always uh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And if, if it was April Fool's Day, there'd be a fight in a minute. Yes, exactly. Mm. Anyway, Bob, you bring us news of the FA Cup draw. So, yes, it is very exciting. Uh, Wickham Wanderers uh, in uh, to the fourth round of the FA Cup for only the third time in their history. You might remember that three years ago uh, they made it this far and they were drawn away at Tottenham Hotspur. Well, I can tell you, Duncan, that tonight they have been drawn home to Tottenham Hotspur oh. in uh, the fourth round of the FA Cup. Uh, Jose Mourinho uh, and uh, Peter, uh, no, Jose Mourinho and Gareth Bale will be coming uh, along with Harry Kane maybe to Adams Park uh, on the weekend of the 23rd. We have drawn Spurs at home in the fourth round of the FA Cup. We're just now waiting for the fifth round draw, because slightly confusingly, that's going to be made tonight as well, um, because COVID has sort of played havoc with the fixtures, so they're, they're just trying to schedule everything carefully. Does that mean you're coming back later as well? That, so I, I might no, come back in another sort of like five minutes or so and tell you who, who, if we get past Spurs, who we might be playing in the fifth round. Excellent. And because I don't know, and some other people listening to this might not know, how did we do against Spurs away three years ago? Uh, so it was a, a fantastic game. Uh, we were 2 nil up. Uh, then Spurs came back and, and levelled it up at all. Then we went 3-2 ahead with just seven minutes to go. Oh. And then terribly, Spurs came back and ended up winning 4-3. Uh, oh. it, it was quite heartbreaking because we definitely thought that we were going to get uh, at least a replay back at Adams Park. Uh, but no, they, they, they scored in the very last minute of the game and won 4-3. But it was a fantastic performance from Wickham. They'll be very excited. Um, you know, I mean, Spurs very much a huge, huge club uh, doing very well this season under Jose Mourinho. Uh, obviously, they've got lots of famous players as well. So it's going to be an exciting time. Excellent. So that's Spurs, um, sorry, Wickham at home to Spurs in the fourth round of the FA Cup on the weekend of the 23rd of January. And Bob will, Bob will be back in a few minutes, hopefully, to find out who they will play, should they get through, into the love fifth round. Music, Indeed. Love talk, love Wickham Sound. Uh, welcome back to Monday Movies here on Wickham Sound. Duncan, Luke and to Toby's still here. I am still here. Oh, He's still goodness. here. He's still here. Thank goodness. I'm still, I've been uh, listening. If you missed it just before the break, uh, Bob let us know that Wickham have been drawn at home to Tottenham Hotspur in the fourth round of the FA Cup, and that match will take place on the weekend of the 23rd. And Bob will be back in a few minutes, hopefully to tell us who they will play should they get through to the fifth round of the They FA are drawing it as we speak. Exciting, so, isn't any it? Any minute now. Expect Bob to butt in uh, into this top ten <laughs> any minute now, but he'll do it in a professional way. Haven't I, have I heard that you want to ask him a question about the Wickham Wanderers show uh, when he comes back a little bit later on? What was it I was going to ask? Oh, yes, uh, yeah. yes, thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. Remind me again a little bit later I, when, okay, when he comes do, back yeah, in. Yeah. Uh, but should we do a top ten? Uh, yeah, so, let's see how far we can get. Well, I'm hoping, I'm, I've got my fingers crossed, because we've been doing all the talking, that Toby has seen a lot of these so he can talk. Okay. Let's go. Uh, starting off at number ten, uh, the shortened version of the title, Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, I... Uh, do you know what? I was a bit hesitant about this film, and because... I, you know, I can't even remember why. I think because this was this was after Suicide Squad, uh, which which didn't go down too well, uh, should I say? But this, I really, really enjoyed this film. I think maybe because I went in with low expectations. Um, I thought the characters were great. I thought it it was just a fun film. It was entertaining. Um, you know, there were some funny parts. There were some great um, fight scenes. Uh, I just overall really enjoyed this film. 
I agree. I did as well. I think everyone goes into a DC film thinking, oh dear, this is going to yeah. be terrible because of, uh, you know, Suicide Squad, Justice League, Man of Steel, they're all a bit pants. But then along came Birds of Prey and along came Wonder Woman and people started thinking, oh, they can do it properly. They mm. can do it the way Marvel are doing it. Yeah, it was really good. And of course, Harley Quinn turns up again in The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Which is, which is James Gunn's reboot of Suicide Squad, which comes out sometime. Yeah. Ma- at maybe, some point, maybe this year. It maybe will not. come out hey, at Duncan. some point. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, can I bus in? Oh, crikey. We only got to, we only got to do number 10. <laughs> 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 yes, Bob brings us news of Wiccan uh, Sound. Yeah. Of Wiccan Wanderers, sorry. <laughs> so, um, if... If, and I, and I appreciate it, it is quite a big if. If we manage to get past Tottenham Hotspur, uh, we will face Everton or Sheffield Wednesday uh, in uh, the fifth round of uh, the FA Cup. But as I say, that, you know, it, it, it is a bit of a big if. It could happen, mm. though. It could it happen. It could happen. You could never happen. know. Anything Absolutely. could happen. Yeah. Let's, let, let's keep our fingers firmly crossed. Excellent. So that's Tottenham uh, Hotspur in the first... Away. In, away. Uh, Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspur, Hotspur at home in the first, in the fourth yeah. round, and Everton fourth or round. Sheffield Wednesday. Everton, Sheffield Wednesday away in the fifth round, if we get possible. Exciting. Bob, thank you very much. Oh, Duncan, you have no a question problem. for him, don't forget. I have a question, I can't yes. believe you forgot in, oh, in about 30 seconds. I completely forgot. You know, we've had Colin on the show tonight, we've had you on the show, uh, Bob, so I just thought, I- I'm watching a good film on Wednesday night, <laughs> so is it alright if I pop into the <laughs> Wicked Wanderer show on Thursday? <laughs> Uh, just to talk about it, is that okay? <laughs> um, uh, has it got any any football sort of like uh, in it at all? Has the FA Cup draw got any film references <laughs> in it at all? I'll throw that one back at you. Um, uh, uh, Sean Bean in that film where he pretended he was a footballer. I can't believe this is basically a no. No, hijacking part of our show no. to talk football. I'm not allowed. All right, fine. Thank you, Bob. Uh, escape to victory. <laughs> escape to your own room. Go away. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye, <laughs> Bob. <laughs> Oh, I mean, that was a no, wasn't it? Oh, that was definitely a no. Duncan. That wasn't even, I'll think about it. No, that was you just... you know what I mean? That was just, that was, that don't was a be no. so ridiculous. Yeah. Charming, right. I'll remember that. <laughs> <sighs> okay, let's go back to the top ten. Uh, you want to start for again, or should we start no, go to nine? No, no. Oh, okay. Uh, this week's number nine, Jumanji, The Next Level. Again, another great film, very entertaining... Uh, lots of jokes, not as good as the first one, um, but always that's always the case. It's very hard to beat the, f- the first one of a series. Um, again, it's it's very entertaining. It's a lot of fun, uh, and it's a good watch. It is. I agree. It's very entertaining, very funny. Not as good as the first one, but the first one was brilliant. And this is just very good. So it's still very good. There we go. Uh, this week's number eight. Oh, we can't play that now. Oh, we played it we, when it first came out anyway. It's fine. Yeah, but that's because it's before Christmas. Yeah, but that's fine. It's fine. Oh. Anyway, it's terrible, and hopefully it won't be in the chart <laughs> after this week, because I can't imagine people are still buying or downloading a Christmas film. Are they? Apparently so. Hey, look, you know, it's lockdown. You know, who, who oh. cares what you're watching? Well, yeah, I know, but get a life. This uh, <laughs> week's number <laughs> seven, uh, Little Women. Uh, brilliant. It's Greta Gerwig's updating of the classic Louisa May Alcock, Alcock novel. Uh, it's got an all-star cast, including uh, Meryl Streep in, in a supporting role. And it's just really good. It plays with the timeline slightly, uh, which is which is very slightly confusing near the start. It takes a while to work out what's going on because it plays over three timelines. But it's just a really nice film. And it was Oscar nominated, of course. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Uh, this week, number six, Bad Boy f- bo- boy Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> <laughs> bad Boys for Life. <laughs> bad Boys for Life. This is the third instalment of uh, the Bad Boys films. Um, and considering it was made quite a few years after the second one, I mean, well, people didn't even know there was going to be a third one. Um, I went in with low expectations um, you know Will, Will Smith and uh, what is his name Lawrence so, um, Martin, Martin Lawrence. Lawrence sorry thank you Martin Lawrence uh, you know they get you know they got a bit older and and do you know what it really surprised me it was again much better than you'll see a running theme here much better than I thought it was going to be um, it wasn't as good as the second one weirdly enough the second one was my favourite out of the three but still really really good really funny and um yeah, another another good watch. 
As usual, I'm agreeing with Toby again. Yeah, it was. What's going much, on? It was much better than it had any right to be. It was, um, yeah, it was a, a, a nice surprise. Nice I surprise. It. I enjoyed it. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, this week's number five, the last MCU film to be released last year. No, two years, two years ago. Was this the last MCU film released? Spider-Man Far From Home. I think it was. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Okay. I think that's right. Okay. That must be right. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with this. Uh, well, anyway, it, it came out in the uh, last half of 2019. Uh, it mm-hmm. is the follow on from Spider Man Homecoming. Uh, stars Peter Parker, uh, not Peter Parker. That way, that's who he plays. Tom Holland uh, and Jake Gyllenhaal. And I really enjoyed it. I think it was really, really good. Oh, sorry. I'm just picking myself up off the floor. You've seen a film. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> I. I, I, I mm, I don't think it's as good as the uh, the first film, but I think that's because it had a lot of hype um, behind it um, because it was a it was the first Marvel Spider Man film. Mm. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really really good. I still think that Tom Holland um, is the best Spider Man, um, but again, that might be because it was a Marvel directed and produced film which does tend to help um so and it was the last it was the last spider-man film uh, last marvel film july tw- uh, 2nd wow. um yeah i really enjoyed it thought it was really good i agree i enjoyed it i thought it was really good who are you Toby? i i didn't love oh, here it we go. i liked it here we go. i liked it i did not like it i just i didn't love it i think i think luke's right i think the height was so big hmm. um and i don't know it just it, it didn't it didn't come out as I expected it would, um, and maybe that threw me off. I don't know, but I agree with Luke. I think I preferred Homecoming to this one, um, yeah. but but you know, it's still still a decent film, and uh, I agree. I think Tom Holland is a very very great Spider Man and Peter Parker. Yeah. But I am, you know, there's rumours about a crossover. Um, yeah. Is, is it Sam Raimi? Is that his name? Yes, that's correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, and obviously, he did the one with Tobey Maguire and he's got the rights to Andrew Garfield and I think that would be an interesting kind of cameo crossover I think they've seen how good um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse went down yeah. that I think that, and, and, and and people thought that's what they were going to do with Far From Home mm. um, with Jake Gyllenhaal Jake Gyllenhaal's character and mm. I think that's what people were expecting to do and that again got a lot of hype around that um, so I think that they've been testing the water to see what people's reaction to it will be mm. um, the, just how they deliver it in a film world will be very interesting uh, you see mm. that's, that's the thing you see I think Spider-Man Far From um, Spider-Man no what's it called uh, the other one Homecoming. Into the Spider-Verse, yes. where it's got all the different Spider-People, mm. works very well because it's animated. Yeah. Mm. But I'm not sure how that works in live action. Division, which I'm, if we don't talk about this week, you know, we'll definitely talk yes. about it next week, is is basically starting off the, the whole concept, I think, of the multiverse. And this next Doctor Strange film is going to be talking about that as well. Yes. So I it's, think... It's all worrying me. So, yeah. I think by the time Spider-Man comes around, we'll be used to it. I I have a feeling that these once they get into multiverses and stuff like that Marvel films are going to be so convoluted and complicated that only Marvel geeks are going to be able to understand what's going on well I would well yeah Mm. I've Mm. not read any of the comics Uh, still you know I can still follow well, I can still follow at the moment, but if yeah. they start having multiverses that are crossing over, you know, I mean, I think it's going to be quite tricky. You just need to be a bit more clever at Duncan, don't you? No. <laughs> no? Uh, no. Uh, anyway, I, I want to watch Far From Home again, but it's not available to rent anywhere. You can only buy it. Oh, of course, moment, and it's not so. on Disney Plus, is it? Because it's, it's not, Sony. It's not, no, and it's it's uh, you can buy it on um, digital platforms, but you can't actually rent it, which is oh, very annoying. How rude. I know. Anyway, moving on, number four. Uh, it's a Christmas film, Love Ugh. Actually. Oh, well, you know, we watch it every Christmas. <laughs> and uh, yes, yeah. it's okay, but it's very problematic. It's yeah. probably very the best Christmas film, I think. Whatever. Uh, off the top of my head, probably. Okay, all right. I think it's the, the default not, not... go-to Christmas film. Yeah, yeah. Like, sorry, if you no, went, if, if everyone went, what's, you know, 
go-to Christmas film, Love Actually comes up. Yeah, I agree with Luke there. Sorry. Yeah. Die Hard for me, but there we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's another great film. Yeah. Whether that's a Christmas film or not, that's a different story, but we won't go into that now. Uh, yeah. This okay. week's number three, The Witches. Still the new one. seen it. This was supposed to be released theatrically last week. It went straight to streaming in the States. It came here, and you have to actually pay for it. So, you know, I'm what? tight. I haven't watched it. And this was actually really, really good. Um, You've watched it? No, I haven't. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Sorry. Uh, it's, the, it's the new version of Roald Dahl's classic. The old one, of course, starred Angelica Houston. This is Anne Hathaway and Stanley Tucci. It's got into a spot of bother because of its depiction of the witches when they become witches and their disability, disability groups have been complaining about that. Uh, but I still haven't seen it. I mean, it's directed by Robert Zemeckis, who obviously made uh, Forrest Gump, Polar Express, Man on Wire. Of, uh, good films and uh, cutting edge special effects apparently but still haven't seen it uh, it was made what feels like in the 90s The New Mutants well it was made in about 2015 I yeah. think and it's been waiting years and years to come out it's terrible it's an X-Men film that is kind of um, an origin story for a new group of X people but it can't work out whether it wants to be a teenage horror film a young, a young adult thriller or a young adult superhero movie and it just gets lost in between all three uh, another film with severe racial stereotyping problems yeah. as well there's some very bad racial stereotyping in it I, uh, and it's yeah it's a disaster really. i think if there hadn't been three years of trailers and this film's coming mm. i think disney would have just scrapped it but i think the fact that people that you know there was a lot of money probably spent not by disney because it wouldn't have been them then um that was used on, you know, advertisement material for it. And I think if there hadn't been any of that, I think if people just went, we filmed New Mutants, but there's not, you no one's seen any of it, I think it would have just been cancelled. Nice. But the fact that everyone had seen bits of it, I think, it doesn't matter, because Marvel are going to reset it all, so, you know. Well, I don't think we're going to see any of these characters again. No, but if they were, they could be there. Yeah. But, but not yeah. these people playing them, probably. No, I don't, yeah, I don't think you're going to see any of these people again. No. Yes, it's dreadful. Good, well, there we go. Okay. Uh, and finally, this week's number one... Tenant. No! David Tenant. Tenet. Tenant. What? No, Tenet. Tenet. Yes. Every week makes it <sighs> noisy. It's brilliant. You're doing it on purpose as well, aren't <laughs> Oh, obviously, yeah. Oh, dear. Toby, take it away. Uh, liked it, didn't love it. It was great to be back in the cinema. Unfortunately, it didn't save the cinema. Um, I think because I was in the cinema, I enjoyed it more than I did. Again, I need to watch it again. I say this every week, still haven't watched it. Um, but overall, I, I did enjoy it. I agree. Liked it, didn't love it. Think it is very overrated. Um, yeah. And it was, gonna, it was supposed to be the saviour of cinema and it didn't work. But I think... Uh, to have saved the box office, you needed a big Marvel film to come out for people to go. I don't think people were willing no. to go to the cinema to watch a film that they knew very little about and that mm. looked confusing from the trailer. And to be honest, um, was even was more confusing yeah. once you come once you yeah. uh, watch the film. Uh, it is available to rent now. It was only available to buy up until last uh, uh, till yesterday. As of today, you can rent it uh, from um, Amazon, iTunes, Sky Store, anywhere. There you go. I think if it had been, yeah, as you said, I think if it was a Star Wars film, maybe. Yeah. Or a, um, a Marvel film, then I think. And but even then, I don't think that would have saved it. I think. Oh no, it wouldn't have saved it. But I think more people would have gone. You know, yeah. are you going to risk your life to see a Marvel film, or are you going to risk your life to see a Christopher Nolan film? Well, I think fair point. Marvel yeah. would have done slightly better. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. Yeah, uh, we'll have another top ten uh, same time next week, but there won't be any Christmas films in it. Hopefully, you hope. Well, I mean, I'm actually still quite sad. high. Yeah, I know. It's got a long way to drop, and there's not a lot. What's coming out this week? Anything? No, nothing. No, well, there we go then. So probably not. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Good point. Okay, uh, coming up, reviews of The Serpent and Pieces of... Love music. Love talk. Love Wickham sound. Let's do some reviews, shall we? Yeah. Uh, Pieces of a Woman. This is a new film directed by, by Kornai Madrasco. Apologies if I'm getting um, that film mangled. It's his first or her first, I'm not even sure, uh, English language film. It's a Netflix production. It stars Shia LaBeouf and um, his. Vanessa Kirby. They play Matthew, uh, sorry, Martha and Sean, a married couple uh, who are about to have a child. Uh, the first half of the film is basically the birth of the child uh, in, a, in wow. one long, non-stop uncut take yep. um after that after that uh tragedy strikes 
uh, and the rest of the film is them trying to put their life back together uh, while also a court case goes on to find out what happened to the child. I mean, spoilers: the child dies. Right. Obviously. Okay. That is the crux of that is the crux of the film, uh, and the rest of the film, which is of course over two hours long, because it's a it's Netflix, Netflix. It's film, Netflix, obviously. Course, yeah. The rest of the film is them agonising over what's happened, their marriage falling apart, the fractious relationship between Vanessa Kirby and her mother, played by uh, Oscar nominee Ellen Burstyn, uh, and Shia LaBeouf slowly losing the plot as he tries to build a bridge because he is a construction engineer now i've watched it all toby's only watched half an hour so toby can review the first 30 minutes of pieces of woman so uh, as duncan said um the first 30 minutes is is the birth um of the, of the child and it's one of those things where i just ah oh, it made me feel very nauseous i'm not gonna lie is it very it's, graphic no. Yes, and well, well, <laughs> brilliant, uh, helpful. It, you don't see, you don't see the birth, right? No. Okay, so no, no but, but I, I, maybe, maybe it was the intensity of it. It's just, it's a very the the film. It's like kind of shot in one shot, kind of like there, there's a long shots at a time. It's not quick cuts, and it, it it's I think it's very. All, it's, it's all one shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all, it's all yeah, one. No cuts. And um, it's just, yeah. You, I, you know, I was for about fifteen <laughs> minutes. I was just waiting for it to go to the next scene or something, and it just doesn't. And you just, it's a very long scene, and by the end of it, it made me feel very nauseous. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and e- even though it's not as graphic as I don't know some other scenes have been um, in different films with giving birth and everything, but. For me, it it just went on for so long. It just made me very nauseous. So I turned it off and <laughs> and thought I'll come back to that later. And I, unfortunately, I never got around to it. But yeah, it's it's intense. It's an intense first half an hour. Let's just okay. put it that way. So now you want to know what I think, so you know whether you're going to go back and watch the other hour and a half. Basically, and also, sorry, okay. one last thing about it. It's a mm. very silent film. There's there's a bit of piano um, when she walks into the office, but. It is very silent. I don't know if you noticed that as well, Duncan. No, you know, I didn't. at the beginning, there's there's the credits are coming up and there's no sound whatsoever. Oh, okay. The the, oh. the conversations, there's no other sound apart from the dialogue. It's very minimalistic. Uh, okay, I, I didn't so. didn't notice that. No, I feel like this is where Toby and Duncan stop agreeing. Okay, so. The acting in this is fantastic. Vanessa Kirby, everyone thinks, is going to get an Oscar. And Ellen Burstyn, if she gets an Oscar nomination, which everyone thinks she will, she'll be the oldest ever Oscar nominee. I think she's 84 now. So the the acting is wow. brilliant. Is it is it well directed? It, yes, it's brilliantly directed. It's really good. <laughs> is it well... Cinema, is the cinematography good? Yes, it's fantastic. Is the, um, the writing good? Yeah, the writing is fantastic. There's a but coming. But. There it is. My God, this is basically two hours of misery porn. Right. Um, there is no light and shade. This is just shade for, for two hours and 15 minutes. The thing that a lot of filmmakers seem to forget is even in the midst of despair and even in the midst of great tragedy in people's lives, there is still humour. People still laugh about different things. Not in this. Nobody laughs. It's just her... Um, I mean, the, the 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 crux of the film as you get towards the end is the the midwife who is in the house with them is being sued by Vanessa Kirby's mother and her husband you, for the death of her child, and it's a completely do, pointless. Do you know what? I I literally, as I turned it off, I thought, I wonder if that's going to happen. I literally yeah, thought that. So that's interesting. And it just feels like we've got nowhere to go with this misery porn. You know, they can only be miserable for so long. What can we do? Oh, we'll throw in a court case and we'll make give it a little bit of intrigue to see if this person's going to get and and it it just doesn't work. It does it it doesn't it it feels like it's been added on for dramatic effect and it didn't need to be. And yeah, there's no laughter. I don't think anybody in this film smiles mm. at all. I can't remember seeing anyone smile. It's, I can't it's very remember gloomy seeing looking. Laugh. All the colours. It's very dark looking. Yeah, it's just great. And then you've got the heavy-handed symbolism, which is so annoying. So Shia LaBeouf is a construction worker, and he's working on the building of a bridge. And mm. um, both sides of the bridge have been started. So every time some time passes, a time, um, like it says March, or whatever the date is, will come up, a, 
and a picture of the bridge. And every time some time passes, you notice the bridge is getting slightly more built until the last one, the bridge is completed. And it's, a, you know, it's such heavy-handed symbolism of, you know, them coming back together and her coming to terms with what's happened. And once the bridge is built, oh, yes, then everything's smoothed over. It's just very corny. Okay. Good, you say right, okay. Oh, God, did it drag on a bit. Yes, it dragged <laughs> on. It's tiresome. I mean, yes, Vanessa Kirby's performance is fantastic, mm. but it is it is very one note. Like mm. I said, there's no, like, mm. you know, she rages at everything and she's very good at that, but there's not a lot of light and shade to it. And Ellen Burstyn, who everyone said is going to be nominated for an Oscar, is very good, but she's got a tiny part. You know, she's only, she only, she has one monologue, which is probably the thing that everyone thinks she's going to get the Oscar for. But apart from that, she has very little to do. So all in all, this is this feels like a very worthy awards film. Right. And it's the kind of film that will win a load of awards and then no one will ever mention it again. Right, OK. Out of ten. Like, um, like the black and white film that we hated. Roma, yeah. Uh, like yeah. Roma, yeah. So that's an awards film that no yeah. one talks about anymore, yeah. Good. Uh, out of ten? Out of ten, sorry. Uh... I mean, I want to say four, but I, I feel that's, that's where you're going to go. But I feel like you know, but it is well made and it is well directed. But if so, a five. But no, I'm sticking with a four because I found Ooh. it tiresome and very one note. Mm. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't think I'm going to finish that. Um, <laughs> well, so. I mean, no, I wouldn't unless you know, unless you want to be depressed for another. Yeah, you've, got, I, you've got another ninety minutes to go. Yeah. Well, no. Also, I just, I literally thought to myself when you know, unfortunately, the baby died. I literally mm. thought, is this whole thing going to be them suing the midwife? And I mean, that's never is, a good start so. to a, a film, is it? Really? What, no. a dead baby? No. I mean, that no. you can't get much no. happier than that, really, can you? Well. And that's the thing. And because this is a, a serious, in inverted commas, awards contender, the other thing that I've rewatched this week, because the second season is coming up, is Servant. So this is uh, the M. Night Shyamalan's film, uh, sorry, series on Apple TV+. <clears throat> and I didn't realise it was getting a second series until I just saw it pop up um, last week. So got my other half to watch the, all ten episodes of the first season. And it's about... a the whole story revolves around a baby that has died, but this is done as a kind of supernaturally horror-y thriller. And it is, it is fantastic. And just because it's done as horror and supernatural doesn't make, I'm more sad for the woman in servant than I am for Vanessa Kirby in pieces of woman. Right. And I find servant more emotional and hits you more emotionally than pieces of woman did. Okay. And they're both yeah. very similar. Okay. Oh, sorry. It went very quiet. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. It just, we, were, we were deep in listening to you, Duncan. That's what oh, it was. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but that, no, I'd finished. But yes, yeah, so just, so, yeah, Servant, season two is, lands on Apple Plus um, this week. And if you haven't watched it, it is really good. And it is very creepy. And it is very moving. Well. There you go. There again. There we go. Okay. So that's Pieces of a Woman, uh, which is available to view now if you want to be pressed for uh, two hours and ten yeah. minutes. And it's on Netflix. Uh, should we move on to the serpent? Not the servant, <laughs> the serpent. Something else cheery. <laughs> Something else cheery, but do you know what? This just proves that just because it's a miserable yeah. subject matter doesn't have to be all doom and gloom, does it? What's it all about, Duncan? This is the new BBC uh, series. It's an eight-part series. It's showing uh, every night, sorry, every Sunday night on BBC yeah. One. <clears throat> all episodes are available straight away on uh, the iPlayer. It is the twisting real-life story of Charles Sobrage, I'm going to say, who is a murderer, a thief, and a seductive master of disguise who ha was a hidden darkness in the mid-70s on Asia's hippie trail uh so he is played by tahar rahim who uh, i think he was oscar nominated possibly for a prophet and co-stars jenna coleman as his girlfriend marie and basically they are he is a diamond dealer in um bangkok who um kid doesn't kidnap but he befriends um yeah. hippie backpackers uh makes them ill keeps them in his uh, apartment in bangkok uh, steals their identities so that he can um, travel around the world and move diamonds and eventually kills them. So he's basically a ser serial killer. Happy Monday, everybody! Happy <laughs> Monday! <coughs> so this is <coughs> eight episodes. I'm, excuse me, <coughs> Ugh. six episodes in. I've got to say, 
I can't remember the last series I watched that had me so on edge, mm. stressed and anxious throughout it all. I'm finding it absolutely thrilling, fascinating. I, it's taking all my um, self-control not to Google what's happened to the people because <laughs> I don't want to know until no. I finish the last episode. Uh, but I think it's absolutely brilliant. Look. I agree. Hey! But again, I think it's because you... Again, it's something that I didn't I didn't know about. Um, uh, did you know about it, Duncan? I'm guessing no, not. I've no. never heard of it before at all. No, never heard. So I think, and again, I think that is a, always a good thing if it's a, a mm. real story that possibly pe- a lot of people wouldn't have heard about. I think because it's real, it gives you that more like I want to know what happens. Yes. Because it, you you feel not like you have a connection to it, but you feel like especially if you you're alive in that time as well, you know you want to know what happened to these people. Yeah. And I think it's shot really well. Um, I think the acting's really good, and I think, as you said, it just you just want to keep watching it. Yeah. And who you just do you don't Gen- want to turn? Who knew Jenna Coleman could speak fluent French? Uh, I did. Oh, did you? Okay. I'm well, pretty sure she did it in uh, Doctor Who. Oh, cool. was she one of the? Was she during the Tenant years? No, she wasn't. No, she was oh, Matt okay. Smith. Fair enough. Okay, uh, but yeah, no, it is really good. Apparently, the ending has been changed. Not, not the story ending hasn't been changed. I was say, but they uh, was they hadn't finished filming when COVID hit, oh. and they had a couple of weeks left to film in Bangkok, and they couldn't, and it was filmed somewhere in Hertfordshire. So it'll be interesting <laughs> to see if you can. Apparently, it's all seamless, and you can't tell. But it'll be interesting to see uh, mm. if you can tell because it is all shot on location yeah. in India and Bangkok. And again, that helps. And that does help, yeah. If it had been all done on a stage here somewhere, or, or they'd done it at Pinewood and tried to or make in Wales it like somewhere, Bangkok. Right. you know, I've been to you know the Far East, and you can't. Rep- it's difficult to replicate yeah. the heat like that. Whereas here, you can tell. You can tell they're warm. Done, yeah, it, uh, and it is. It is really good. Episode three, which is the one you've just finished watching, which yeah. is the one about Dominique, the French backpacker, is one of the tensest hours of TV yeah. I can remember seeing. It's absolutely. It's thrilling. You're it really is. It's, it is. And it, it's just full on, though. It, there's not really any ups and downs. It is just like, all right, we're getting on with it, and here we go. Yeah. And again, talking about pieces of woman about a miserable subject. This is about a serial killer, so yeah. it's not a nice subject. No. But it manages to be interesting, and you know, it's got moments of humour in it, and it's not all doom and gloom. But again, I think it's because it is that you know, it's a BBC program. You know, they know what they're doing, yes. um, and it's again, it's got that real life. You know, you want to know what happens because yeah. it's news. Yes, exactly. I'm, I mean, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, they get their comeuppance. I hope. Yeah. I hope at the end of episode eight, it doesn't come up with a black screen saying um, him and her are now living the life of Riley in Las right, Vegas yeah. of, of avoided con- conviction. That would really annoy me. That would. Totally. Are, are we convinced you to give this one a go? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Good. Good. Okay. Moving out on. Of, uh, out of ten, Duncan. <laughs> I mean, so far it's a solid nine. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I mean, I've got three to go, so it could... Oh, sorry, two to go, so in, unless it drops the ball in the last couple of episodes, but I can't I don't think it would. And, unless the last one is really obviously not... is in Hertfordshire. Yes, that would be... It's, yeah. <laughs> if, it's, if I see a friend of mine walk past in one of the scenes... <laughs> yeah. But at the it moment... Like, it's, at the, moment like the Dancing on, of Ice studio, what's yeah. going on? At the moment it's on for a nine. What about you? Yeah, no, I'd agree. Eight, nine. Yeah. To do a Toby, yeah, eight, nine. Excellent. Well, you're yeah. going to pick one. I'm going to go nine. Eight point five. Eight point five two nines. Uh, that's nearly it for this week. Oh. But you know, in retro corner, sitting over there on his own, is Tony <laughs> Stubbs, who's been watching The Office. <gasps> so this is a show that I've been meaning to watch for years, um, and it just I th- it hasn't been on Netflix. It hasn't been on. I might have been on Amazon, but I probably didn't have it at the time. Anyway, they've just put it on Netflix. All nine seasons. And um, I literally thought I'll put on an episode, a few episodes, and just see how it goes. And it sucked me in. I am completely hooked. It's, you know, it is definitely starting to become one of my favourite shows ever. I think it's. Wow. I'm I'm liking it a lot more than I thought I would. The characters are amazing. The the character development really is great, and it's it's funny and it's well written, and it's. It was started in the mid 2000s, so it's interesting to see the internet come in and websites, and then Bluetooth comes in, and it's interesting to see the progress. However, some of the um, some of the topics they they discuss uh, are things like sexuality and um, what was the other one and depression, which are quite relevant topics at the moment. 
um, in society. And it's just interesting. You know, I think even though the internet and stuff comes into it, what they talk about and, and things like that is kind of relevant today. So I think it, it's aged better than other TV shows have done. But um, overall, I think the cast are amazing. It's considering there's so many episodes, there's the, you know, not one episode I've watched and think, oh, I didn't like that one at all. I've loved every one so far. Um, and the storyline's great. I don't understand how they can keep it going. And the jokes are great. It's just such a great show. I'd highly recommend uh, to watch it. That wasn't bad news for you, Toby. I know. It's off Netflix now. No, it's not. No, I think it's just gone on Netflix. Only in America they took oh, it off. Yes. Oh. No, it's only just, it was like, are you kidding? Uh, no, it's, it's only just gone on Netflix here after they made a big... He's, um, hey, he still, fell, he still fell for it, though. I tell you what, Toby. When, once I can't you, see you, Luke. That's what Toby, when, uh, once you finish watching it, you should give Parks and Recreation a go. Yeah. Well, yes. So that is, uh, that's coming on the 1st of Feb, I think, on Netflix. That's, ver- that's very good. Um, yes, and that is my next... Yeah, I will be jumping onto that after this one.
Mm, you know, you're yes. not going to see like you might not see spoilers, and everyone is on. You know, yeah, everyone exactly. can theorize at the same yeah. time. You know, yes. build more hype. Basically. Yeah, exactly. And it'd be it's nice very... to have something Marvel related on on the yes. screen. It's very exciting. We'll be reviewing uh, what first two ep- editions editions. Episode. I don't know what they're calling them. Episodes. It, first hey, two episodes. It's Disney. They can call it whatever they want. Well, they'll definitely be called episodes because they're filmed like a sitcom. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I think some of them were actually filmed in front of a live audience. I believe so. And they've used old school cameras and HD to them up. Wait, so, what? And they've, so, they've got wobbly sets as well. It's yeah. great. So it could, I mean, it all sounds fantastic, but it could all just end up being a little bit navel gazing and, you know. I don't think it will be. Mm, this well. is, this is you know, this is Marvel's first oh, series. So, Marvel can get things wrong, you know. Well, I know, but I think they've, you know, this is, this is like, this could be how they have to do everything else now forever. If theatres <laughs> don't come back, it might just be Disney plus everything. So, you know, they've got to, they've got to, they've got to get this good or they're, you know, They've got a lot of, lot of other Marvel series coming up, so they've got to do this one good. Mm. Do this one good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Excellent. It's been a long day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Grammar yeah. lessons from Luke Davis. <laughs> oh, we'll find out next week. It's out on Friday. Friday. Good. Toby, what are you looking for this week? Looking forward to this week. <laughs> All right. Uh, f- f- watching more, more of The Office. Um, oh, I'm going to try and fit uncut gems in there. Okay. Uh, probably going to watch Instant Family with my family this weekend. What's your thoughts on Instant Family? Toby, uh, did you like it? A fantastic film. We watched it last week. Did Sorry, we watched, it, we watched it the week before Christmas. Oh. How? I rented it from Sky Store. Oh, right. Okay. Duncan, we missed uh, something. Thoughts? I'd already seen it. I loved it. And Clinton, uh, my other half, uh, very much enjoyed it as well. Good. Well, it's a great film. So, there is, less. though, when you watch it, uh, I didn't know, I mean, it wasn't as good as I remember seeing it at the cinema. Uh, when you okay. when you watch it and you get to the end, the final mm-hmm. five minutes, and yeah. jo- Joan Cusack turns up as the, yeah. one of the neighbours, yeah. it really sticks out that she was obviously a major character throughout the whole film that was cut out. Just right. watch it and see, because they keep talking. She, she's talking to them like she knows them, as though she has been a character in their lives. Right. And it really sticks out as they actually, well, why have you suddenly turned up? It's very odd. Right, okay. All right, mm. I'll look out for that. Look out for that. Um, two we'll things. Do. Yeah, what have I forgot? Uh, one, I need to watch yeah. the new series Sabrina's out as well. I know that will make you really uh, happy. Uh, it's the last series. Um, but we missed something on the show. What's that? The swearing programme. Oh, we did. Should we save it for next week? Yeah, why not? Not much I, yeah, for next week because I haven't watched all of it, so I can I can finish it off. Do, well, and, I, and I'll give me in. your th- give me your thoughts on it in one s- small sound effect. What is the point of celebrities? That's not one small sound. I know. I, I, I didn't want I didn't want you to give anything away. No. Okay. Well, so you, I, mine, yeah. mine would be mine would so be. So my my theory hmm. about it, Luke's kind of just um, what's the word? I can't think of the word now. Luke has just solidified that. Let's talk about it. Go on, let's do why not. Okay, let's talk about it. Okay, so it's a new Netflix series. It's called The History of Swearing with Nicolas Cage. It takes six swear words, does a 20-minute episode on each one. I mean, to be honest, damn, I wouldn't call a swear word. I think they're clutching at straws. It starts with the F word. I've only watched the first two. And either you want to make a film where etymologists talk about the meaning of words and where they came from, which is fine, or you want to make a comedy show uh, where people do a lot of swearing, which yeah. is fine. Try and mix the two together. Doesn't work. No. The comedians aren't funny. The talking heads are pointless, apart from the etymologists, who are very interesting. And every time it cut to a comedian putting their hand in ice water or something like that, I think, oh, for God's sake, just talk about the swearing yeah. and where it came from in the history. That's my thought. I thought it was a wasted opportunity. I agree with you 100%. Hey. I think if there they'd either made it, try and made it funny, hmm. then that would have been fine. Or if they were going to go down the serious route, then that was fine as well. You can't, you can't mix the two up. Or if, if you want to, make the funny bits actually well, funny. Yeah, fair point, yeah. Mm. Just, just comedians that you've never heard of doing talking head bits about swearing which they're not experts in just because they happen to swear a lot in their stand-up routines you could be you could be there yeah it just doesn't didn't make any sense and it was just really annoying whereas the etymologists talking about the words and the history fascinating yeah exactly fascinating but yeah complete waste of time. i only watched two i'm not going to watch the rest no well i probably won't but there we go well you saved me another part of my life thank you yeah You're you welcome. can watch four more six more episodes of the office instead now Toby. <laughs> exactly exactly yeah uh, and don't forget there's the film on netflix that you're going to watch called boy erased which one was that again 
We took we spoke about it literally twenty minutes ago, Toby. It's on Netflix. It's called Boy Erased. Stars uh, Nicole Kidman and oh yes, yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry. sorry, yeah, Russell Crowe. Yes, that's for next week. Yeah, I will send Sweet. you messages to remind you because neither of you will remember, and even after sending you a message, neither of you will watch it. So I don't know why I'm bothering, but I will. Excuse no, I will because I will. I'm professional. Yeah. Well, no, I did. I did watch this week's film. Yeah, so did you, I. Watched uh, half, you watched half an hour of it. Yeah, I know. Well, come on. You must admit that scene was. Yeah, but you know, you got to you got to keep going. Did you not feel sick? No. It was I nothing. Felt, like, I, I mean, honestly, I felt. I felt. Sick. Don't want to you see your Holby. That's the thing. You see a lot worse in one born every minute. That's true. You do. Well, to be fair, I haven't, I haven't seen that. But yeah, oh, no, um, there was. Also, Duncan, there's something to yeah. keep away from. Oh. Um, on Disney Plus. Bad clams. No, <laughs> no. Um, because they've just been promoting it a lot. Is um, mm. Disney have launched a new series, in mm. air quotes, called Legends. What's that about? It's it's basically just hyping up their programs. That's all it is. Don't watch it. Oh, okay. I oh, very I th- rarely go on Disney Plus. I thought honest. when I saw it. Yeah, but Marvel, they've been hyping it up like massive. Um, I think it's because there's been lack of Marvel Massive. Stuff. And yeah, if, I you thought, don't, if you don't go on the app, you don't. I don't I've not seen anything about oh, it. Oh, I, well, I don't know if you've seen it on um, social media or anything. No. Um, it, but I thought what it was going to be it was like them talking about the original, where the characters come from in the comics and stuff. Um, but actually, no, it's just their story in the films. It's about six minutes long. It's quite yeah. Oh, well, Meh. I sh- shan't be bothering with no, that. Then you're welcome. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, okay, well, it's exciting next week because it is. Uh, I mean, the good thing is, I suppose, because it's WandaVision, because it's Marvel, I know you will have watched both episodes. Unless I'm very, very busy. Oh, you'll still have watched oh, both yeah. episodes. <laughs> There's no way you're not watching WandaVision. So and hey, Staged is out as well now, so, you know, go get a bit of David Tennant. Oh, yes, yeah, Staged season two, yeah. all episodes on uh, the iPlayer. We can talk about that next week if you watch it because it is. It's very different. Right. They. They mix, yes, I won't tell you, but yes, the, the conceit of the first one is slightly di- is not what you thought it was. Can I uh, suggest, I have a suggestion. Yes. For something that's coming out, uh, yes. well, it's not, it's live. At the Ooh. end of the month, it is What's from um, the um, Mischief Theatre, mm, uh, uh, which yeah. Duncan doesn't like because he doesn't like anything happy. Um, and they do the Gone Wrong Show, uh, Goes Wrong Show on BBC, and they've got lots of different theatre productions of yeah. like... Uh, the play that goes wrong, the bank robbery mm. goes wrong, all hilarious. Duncan mm-hmm. doesn't find them funny because... I watched one episode of The Gone Wrong Show and gave up. Yeah, because okay, he's boring. Uh, anyway, <laughs> they do a uh, improv... Uh, li- <laughs> an improv live show, um, mm-hmm. which they were doing in theatre before lockdown. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that you know when we could go outside for about a week? Yeah, yeah. Um, because they got money from the lottery to do it. And obviously mm-hmm. then everything went back into lockdown um, and they had to kind of do something with it. So they're now doing it um, online live streamed um, and doing it at the end of January and it's very very funny very very clever I was crying with laughter um, uh, so I can I highly recommend them if you want to find out more details uh, Mischief Theatre or listen out to Mid Mornings as they will be on there very shortly yeah. so you want us to watch this for Monday movies no no I'm just suggesting it oh, as, okay. as something to watch oh, okay. um, but it's, it's you know if I, I highly recommend all of their stuff um, but the improv show stuff are very funny as well. But if you if you if you're wondering something to watch, okay. Well, I might watch it, and Toby will probably watch it in about ten years' time. Okay, good. Because uh, <laughs> he likes retro stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, okay. exactly. Lovely. Right, well, there then. we go. Good, excellent. Um, and hello, Sweet. if you're listening to this in March, because that's probably when the podcasts come out. <laughs> I think you're being very optimistic there. <laughs> uh, can I just say happy Christmas to everybody happy Christmas. listening? <laughs> oh, All right, then. Uh, see you next week. Bye. See you next week. Bye, Toby. Bye, Luke. Bye, bye. Duncan. What an idiot. You're not going to say goodbye to Toby? I said That's bye rude. to Toby, did I? No, you just said oh. bye, goodbye, Duncan. An idiot. Bye, Luke. <laughs> bye, Duncan. Bye, Toby. Guy's <laughs> he gone? Yeah, I know. What? I just can't believe it. Silly. Oh, you're still there. Sorry. Rock stars, they fill themselves, aren't they? Jesus Christ. What does he do as a job? He, he buys films? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, uh, goodbye. Bye.